Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz. And if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You have officially arrived to episode 18. Yes, you've heard it here live, ladies and gentlemen. 18 of the Integratus podcast. Okay. Well, if you are a long-time listener, a listener of 18 episodes, well then, I just want to say thank you. And if you are new, I want to say welcome. Welcome to Integratus. Really uh, a space to find wisdom, find depth, find connection in your life, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, however you choose to move and feel in the world in your body, because we all have one. Okay, uh, today, today, we're going to talk about pausing. Yay, we're going to talk about pausing today. We're going to talk about all the amazing things that can happen when you pause in this way. And when you reflect, when you reflect on your life, you're going to start to find insight. (laughs) Because every time we pause and every time we reflect, we're going to find some truth. We're going to find some bump a bump a bum It's time for me to stop that now. Okay. <laughs> yes, uh, if you haven't worked it out by now, I am your host and my name is Jonathan Franz. <laughs> Sometimes I like to get a little bit silly. Um... And bringing more joy into my life, actively bringing more joy, more laughter, big theme around laughter um, over the last couple of days. But yes, we are. We are going to talk about pausing. We're going to talk about slowing down. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about what's happening in my life right now as I normally do. And we can pull or I can pull, let's speak in I language. Uh, I can pull the wisdom out of it and share it with you. That's that's really what I love doing personally, and that's what I feel like some of my gifts are uh, in the world as well, especially with this platform. It's funny, this platform is like so different to like a lot of stuff that I do. I mean, it feels very much like a coaching sort of space for me, like when I'm with coaching clients and you know, people that decide to go on a on a on a deep journey to learn how to connect with themselves, learn how to contemplate, learn how to like move through those really difficult challenges, those fearful uh, aspects of them. You know, areas of grief and loss and change. God, change is something that that's sort of coming up a lot. And my my life, my life definitely. But you know, lives of the clients that I'm working with. So, change is a big one. Anywho, anyhow, 
episode 18. Okay, so some of you might know, most of you will probably know if you've listened to a couple of episodes that I am well and truly under this beautiful journey with the Gene Keys, which is a, um, it's a wisdom philosophy. It's based on some beautiful principles, some shadow work, some astrology, um, a very famous book called the I Ching. That's actually called the book of changes. If you decode it into English terms and yeah, I am, I'm loving that. I, I use it with my clients. It's a beautiful space for me to find more insight in my life. So I'm big on the gene keys. And something that the 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 gene keys have also offered is this thing called the dream arc. And I've I've also shared a little bit about the dream arc uh, on this podcast before, but not as much as the gene keys. And the dream arc is wow. Like, I mean, it's one of the most profound courses I couldn't even say you call it a course because it's like it, it weaves into real life for me it's it's like I'm in touch with nature in touch with life and its mysteries and its connections and my soul and spirit are like coming alive so I don't feel like I'm following a course in fact that's really what this whole dream arc journey is about it's it's not a course and that's that's why I like it so much but anyway, I am now on the sixth week of my dream arc journey. And the dream arc is all about dreaming. It's all about coming into a deep connection with self, but using symbolism like animals and insects and um, different types of creatures that come into our life. And, of course, our dreams and learning how to decode dreams. Uh, you know, at the moment, I'm taking a, a dream journal. And whenever I have a dream, I wake up. Like if I'm in the middle of the night, I've got my pen and my paper there and I just write my stuff out. It doesn't make sense half the time. But as I start writing, my dream come becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. Um, and I'm getting better at it too. They say the biggest, one of the biggest contributors for dream recall but also more dreams is taking and having a dream journal and if you haven't done anything like that before maybe give it a whirl see what happens you do a 30-day experiment you take you know a notepad and a pen you put it by your bedside table and you make a commitment whenever you wake up to write down something and see what manifests see what flourishes um, with this dream journal so i've been taking a dream dream journal for the last six weeks and uh, I'm I'm in this course and this course is uh, really all about the mystery of life now I'm, I'm going there today by the way like I, I'm this podcast is going to take a little bit of a left turn <laughs> we're going to go into the deep feminine we're going to go into mother nature herself and I'm going to speak about some principles I'm going to speak about some experience experiences that I have had through this course and being more in touch with with nature and and the beautiful signs and symbols and creatures that come my way it's quite it's quite interesting really because innately i find when i start talking to people about animals and um you know 
their meanings, their symbolisms, um, what what they represent, what cultures have used. Like we all know and understand that cultures have used different types of animals um, for for certain types of rituals, uh, sacred rituals, certain types of rites of passage work. Like we have, we are nature, right? You know, we come from apes. <laughs> and uh, so we were monkeys, right? Once upon a time. So we have come from the land. And when I start talking about symbolism and, and decoding dreams and looking into mother nature and, um, you know, looking at animals and bugs and whatever that come into one's life, people instinctively get it. They might not know what the freak is going on, like, and, and some people resist it completely because it's like, no, 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 that's like, that doesn't have a meaning. That's just as it is, you know, that that's, that's black and that's white and we're done with that. And they choose to just put up a wall um, around any type of inquiry around what things could mean in life. But people that are open are mostly intuitively, they get it. They're like, ah, like here's this flock of cockatoos that have been coming at my, you know, in my front yard for the last two weeks. Or here's this kookaburra that keeps on visiting me. Or there's that time that I got swiped by magpies, right? Or, you know, when I saw that type of fish and then I go back and I saw that type of fish again. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. And some people have like a deep affinity with certain types of animals as well. You know, think about um, even the zodiacs, the star signs, like they're, they're rooted in uh, animals and different types of symbols. So Pisces, for me, I'm a fish, right? Well, I'm a fish. It, Pisces is as the two fish swimming, swimming in opposite directions. Leo is the lion. Like, and, and I, I, I really, you know, once upon a time I was like, nah, that's kind of bullshit. Like, and I also had people around me that were like, nah, that's bullshit. So I just believe them, you know, I, I pedestaled them and I believe that they were right most of the time because I didn't really believe in myself fully. And, um, I was like, yeah, yeah, that is bullshit. And, and just immediately put up a wall. But the more and more I go to these beautiful Oh, what do you want to call them? Like ancient sort of mysteries and teachings and wisdom that's available. The wisdom that's available. The inquiry that's available to one who goes and looks at their star sign, for example, or or reads something about the moon or whatever it may be. It's, it's really, it's an open book and you can have so much fun with it. So, you know, some people have um, this nature already inside of them. For example, I, I've got a friend who's a Leo. And I mean, this man, he, he is a lion. Like, I mean, just what he's doing in his life, how he's showing up in his life, what he's gone through, the battles and the wars, you know, that he's had to fight and... Um, the hunts that he's he's actually had to go on. I'm speaking metaphorically here, but he is he's something about it. Like he wears bracelets that that have got lines on them. You know, he's always been intuitively guided by the lion, 
And he's not really into star signs. Like he's not like he reads a star sign and gets all gospel about it. Um, but but he embraces something. Now he's intuitively, instinctively embraced something. A few weeks ago, I went to this conscious dance um, and I saw a guy there that I've, I've met. I actually haven't properly met him, but I know he's in the men's healing space. And this guy, I, I, was, I was really in awe of like, his size like this guy would have been maybe six two but he he was built so thick and i'm not talking like built as in oh you know this really buff guy who's jacked like i'm not talking about being jacked i'm talking about the type of strength and thickness that you see from a man in his like you know his his 60s or 50s and he's been working on the land for for so long and his feet are just spread out and his toes are thick and his calves are massive like you know just like you couldn't it's not about getting more jacked i mean this guy has a particular type of um (laughs) makeup you know a body makeup where i mean he's thick and and I was thinking, fuck, man, this guy looks like a gigantic bear. Like, even even the way I saw him moving and dancing, it's like he was kind of stomping the ground and moving around like a bear. Um, big hands, big feet, big body, like, you know, thick. Like, not, not, not jacked. Like, we're not, we're not going down the jacked path here. We're not like, oh, you know, men's... Uh, men's cover, like men's men's health cover. No, no, no. Like this guy is <laughs> connected to the earth, bush. Like climbs mountains. Like needs to eat big meals. Like, very connected to the earth. Doesn't move that fast, but is very powerful and strong. Anyway, he reminded me of a bear. So, and then he popped up on uh, Facebook the other day, and I saw that he was offering these workshops but he was teaching bear medicine and what i mean by bear medicine is like these these animals have a particular type of medicine right and some people on the spiritual path decide to like really call in or feel closely linked to a particular type of uh animal or or creature and then they 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 lean on that creature, that animal, for wisdom. They start bringing the medicine of it, the the wisdom, the everything about it, right? And I'm just touching these planes, so I don't really have a lot of kind of data to give you here, but I want you to intuitively feel through this that me... Me, I'll give you, I'll give, I'm gonna give you another example uh, because it's just these examples are popping in my head. But to to wrap up this story of of this guy and me seeing him on Facebook, he, me having this experience that he's a freaking big grizzly bear, and then me seeing he's running a workshop like a men's space for to teach bear medicine. I don't know what the freak bear medicine is, but he is fully owning that, and he's morphing into that. I feel that energy from him. Another another example. I was on a, um, I had like a little sort of party in Bellingen, which is basically between halfway between Byron and Sydney, like smack bang. And 
there was this woman who was running a a bee workshop and she she was all she was a beekeeper she made all these honeys and you know she um she gave a workshop on bees and we were all sitting by the river and it was such a beautiful um scene and she edu- educated us on bees and what she goes through and how she how she cultivates her honey and what she puts in it and why she does this and this and this it was great and this woman looked like a bee <laughs> now that's hard for for like you, you to probably understand like, what do you mean you look like a bee like but i need you to i need you to i need you to be with me here the characteristics of of a bee like she was buzzy she was cute um you know the just the, the way she kind of moved her hands was like bee like and and she's absorbed and she has uh morphed into this bee medicine right? she's 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 working with the bees she's looking at the bees she's researching the bees she's eating honey like you know she's sweet as well so there's this there's this amazing relationship that we can have as humans with with animals and if we really decide to call it in um you know that there's a lot there's a lot possible now i'm not saying if you're a farmer and you work with cows you're gonna look like a cow right <laughs> i mean you gotta you, you can't just think you can't just think black and white here my friend right, i need you to i need you to roll with the punches all right oh anyway so I'm, I'm in the dream arc i'm in this course that i'm doing and inside of the dream arc there is a animal codex and it's got 192 animals in it and um the, the codex is for is is when an animal or when something shows up a creature a bird um in in your dream you can actually go to this codex and decode it for example um, but you can also do the same thing in in real life, right? And this this course that I'm doing really is opening me up to the the feminine energies of life and the connection, the deep connection to Mother Nature. And it is, she is the mother and she is all of it. And because she is the mother, I feel like the the journey here is to embrace these, these qualities um, where we look into the symbolism of our life, where we give things meaning, we play with the universe, we think about things and we write things down and we manifest them and, and we create our visions like to play, to really play inside of this world of life. Um, and it's giving me a lot of play. It's giving me a lot of joy. So I've got a few experiences that I'd like to talk about and I'd like to, uh, I would like to actually wrap this all up in what I've been feeling lately because I am I am in a bit of a fearful state at the moment and I am noticing that I'm going back to some old thinking. Um as some of you, most of you, well, now you know, 
I have gone back to the gym and uh, I'm I'm taking on more clients. I'm loving it. I'm being in the gym. I'm working physically with people. I'm educating people. I'm, um, you know, guiding people so their bodies can become strong, so their minds can become become somewhat more. Uh, what's what's the word? Like committed. Like to actually bring in the commitment and the challenge for people, and that translates to everyday life. So I'm working with people in the gym, and I'm loving it. But something that I've noticed, because I went through such a hard, such a difficult two years, the last two years, especially with my finances, you know, I had a huge, big chunk, pretty much, you know, pretty much all of my PT, personal training savings from about eight years in a particular company, and that company got liquidated, right? And me and my my entire family lost a lot of money, and that was a huge hit, so I was already having these fearful states around finances, but now everything has been exacerbated. And going back to the gym, what I've noticed is that that voice inside of me that's like, you need to be earning more money. Um, This is serious now. You need to get more clients. Reflecting like, how many hours did I do? How much money did I make this week? How hard did I work this week? And those thoughts, those yeah, those thoughts, really sent me into burnout um, about four, four or five years ago. For a good chunk of my personal training career, I was exhausted, burnt out, because not only was I like pushing the envelope physically like in the real world but I was also emotionally mentally I was so I was being so hard on myself and it's like I was trapped in I was trapped in the the process of of fear um you know how can I afford a house um will I have enough money to raise a family um you know move out of home whatever it may be buy groceries like go on this course Whatever it may be, there was just so much future fear that was coming in to my life that that it became exhausting. You know, I, I didn't, everything got serious. I had no real joy. There wasn't a lot of joy. I had no time to kind of spend with my friends and, and yeah, it just, it just got all serious. It just got all about work and achievement and activity. So... And now I'm feeling those feelings again, um, which is interesting because I can feel the fear behind it, but I can also feel me moving through the the fear and acknowledging these emotions. So I've been calling on this process. I've been calling on the dream arc process uh, and and my own connection to Mother Nature and animals and birds and mammals and um, the underworld, which is like the fish, uh, you know, the crocodiles, the platypus, whatever it may be. Like I'm exploring all these different um, relationships with wildlife. Um, and some things have been showing up. So... For example, I have been feeling like this 
and I can feel that life's getting a little bit serious. And I, I went to the beach on Saturday and I really just needed some time to chill. And I parked up, a beautiful set of rocks, little manly, not many people around, not much wind. And I just decided to chill, get some sun, and listen to a couple of audios uh, about this course, this DreamArc course. And as I finish an audio in a very particular kind of poignant time <laughs> of, um, you know, there's this process where you've got to pick or I've got to pick a guardian to really guide this this retreat. And there's about 12 different guardians out of 192 animals. And you get to pick one. And as I'm thinking about which one I want to pick, I I sit up, I open my eyes, and there is this water dragon perched up on a rock looking at me. And I stared and sat with this water dragon for about 15, 20 minutes. And then my friend came, and then the water dragon left. And I was thinking, I was like, ah, because everything sort of means something. And it's like, why did the water dragon just pop up now in this very moment in my life when I was watching this video about choosing your guardian, choosing your, you know, your wildlife guardian? Like, and then I opened my eyes and bang, right there. So obviously the, the water dragon is a form of lizard. The water dragon actually isn't in the codex, but um, the, the lizard is. And I, I looked at the lizard and its reference. And I'd like, to, I'd like to read that out to you because it hit the nail on the head. And it is all about pausing. It's all about ease. It's all about slowing down. It's all about smiling. So I'll read it. Here's the guidance of the lizard. Just encourage you to take a breath in. And then exhale all the way out through the mouth. Nice. Here is the guidance of the lizard. I am lizard. Ah, how very fortunate are you. To draw near to me as I bask in lazy attention. For that is I, a point of razor still focus, both deeply at ease yet fully awake. I can hear, sorry, I can be your teacher if you listen. To listen, you will have to pause more often in your day. You cannot build inner power if you are in a spin all day. And, um, you know, it's really easy to get into a spin when you're busy, when I'm busy, when I'm thinking about who's the next client, how many hours, how much money, what achievement, what activity. It's really easy to be in the spin all day long and never actually pause, never rest, never take those times to stop. And this is where I was at in this very moment. So I'll continue. To listen, you will have to pause more often in your day. You cannot build inner power if you are in a spin all day long. I bring you to a period of increased inner discipline. 
but my kind of discipline is easy because all you have to do is stop. Can you do nothing, even for a few minutes? That is where bliss lies. There's a, there's a bit more, but I want to comment on this as well. For so long in my life, I, I really thought that uh, discipline was push, was force, was more work, was work harder, was create bigger routines, create more intense workouts, restrain yourself more, restrict yourself more, cut that out, cut that out, cut that out. That's what I believe discipline is. And, and there's an element to discipline of that, more restriction there, more punishment actually, but that's what it was for me. So for me to stop and do nothing, that would actually give me terror. Like, what do you mean stop and do nothing? Like, what do you mean just sit? Like, not go on the phone, not do anything, just breathe? Not even think about breathing, just don't do anything. That was scary to me. But like the lizard is implying, this is where the bliss lies. So, I'll continue. I am the gatekeeper to the multidimensional universe. I open dream doors you can only travel through in utter stillness, in rapt attention to the present moment. So set your clock, make a few simple arrangements, and then simply pause at regular intervals throughout your day. Be like me. Stop all outer movement and simply be. Breathe, smile, enjoy the moment for what it is. A moment without tension, without reason, without endeavor. Just let your mind open up to this. Let it range into the inner world. You can open or close your eyes. I have learned the art of closing my eyes even while they are open. Try this too. Do these things each day for some months and you will see a miracle unraveling before your eyes. And I'm, I'm really taking a leaf out of the lizard's book and I'm pausing um, and, and my life is actually becoming better. <laughs> better. I mean, uh, it's just, it's more sacred. It's more enjoyable. There's more joy. There's more contemplation. There's more, there's more peace. Less spin to continue. The deepest secrets are taught within the pause. The greatest breakthroughs emerge within the pause. Many times nothing happens. This is normal. But you have to enjoy this nothing. Because when you do, one day it opens up into the infinite. Then I can enter your dreams and scuttle down to your unconscious. Where I can hunt at my leisure, bringing you and I closer. Thus will I show you the great beauty of the inner universe. I am a great dreamer, not of fantasies. I am a dreamer of realities. Thus will I show you not to fear the easy path. Then in time you can put down all your striving and simply settle into the pause. Even one day you will see this entire life as a pause. Then you will no longer wish to leave. Then you will realize that there is nothing else better in some faraway world all is here in this dream. All is beauty. All is now. This is my teaching. Ah, how lucky are you to have found me. Just beautiful. Really beautiful reminder to pause that um, 
it gets to be easy. And I mean, as I say that, there's a part of my brain that's like, no, dude, it's not. Stop bullshitting yourself. But I'm really starting to 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 be okay with and fully embrace and accept that what it can be easy. You know, the 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 right path the right path is the easy path. That was said by a very um famous Chinese poet from like the seventh century. I think his name was Du Fu. Um or maybe I probably got that wrong with someone else. But anyway, he says the the right path is the easy one. Imagine if life was like that. And I'm trying to embrace this, trying. <laughs> I'm embracing this at the moment. So the lizard came into my life and over the last... Um, actually, I'll just give a few more examples about... I spoke about a couple of episodes ago, I spoke about my yaya, which is my grandmother having a fall. She's 93 years old. And uh, about two weeks before my grandmother had the fall and about two weeks after, and really still to this day, the crow, there was this crow that visited um, the front yard. We've got a water fountain, like atrium sort of vibe at the front yard. And Lots of birds come, but in particular, there was this crow. And I started looking at the meaning of the crow, and the crow is all about life and death. And the crow's encouragement was to spend more time around the dying and the 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 newborn. And, you know, that was when the time that I, I, I felt like my yaya, you know, she doesn't have that long on this planet, and she just had a big fall. And I started spending more time around people that are transitioning uh, and in the end phases of life. Um, and another, another moment, really, this one is kind of for the household, actually. Um, the last week, yeah, maybe week, there's been a kookaburra, a kookaburra that has, has come to our house every day and has perched itself on the glass pool fence and it sits there and it looks and it looks at us, it waits flies away comes back goes on my dad's car on the little spoiler which is which is like you know he, he just just the worst thing in the world for my dad my dad's like the bird's gonna fucking shit everywhere it's gonna scratch my car yada 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 going nuts and um you know kookaburra's just yeah just there chilling on the spoiler <laughs> my dad's got a new tesla by the way and it's just like he's you know it's just you can't you just, you just can't you can't have kookaburras on the tesla uh, um and and yeah, so the kookaburra has been with us over the last couple of days. We've fed it some things. Um, it, it hasn't even really been that interested in food. It's just there. It feels like it's a young one too. And I obviously looked at the meaning of the kookaburra. And I'd like to read that out for you because it's beautiful. And again, it, it runs on this theme, this theme of pausing, this theme of... Um, ease this theme of joy like life doesn't have to be all activity all achievement all the time it gets to be joyful and bringing this more into my life and hopefully into your life as well so here's the guidance of the kookaburra i am the kookaburra ha 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 i laugh the world into being each morning Without my raucous laughter, the sun would not rise, the world would not awaken, and you would not be here reading these words. 
I am the eternal spirit of life itself. I am the warmth-giving, life-affirming emanation of your true nature. I am joy, untarnished, unrestrained. I am unchecked mirth. I am the belly laugh of the ancestors. I come to remind you that we humans play an eternal game of truth or dare. Do you dare to live your highest truth? And I mean, what a, what a wild question right here. You know, the kookaburra, it's coming. What's it saying? It's asking this whole family, me, everyone. Do you dare to live your highest truth? Can you live a life of authentic choices? Can you make mistake after mistake and then forgive yourself over and over again? That's huge. Like, think about just the the investment decisions, you know, that I've made, that we've made as a family and um, and how and how they just have not turned out. <laughs> you could call them mistakes. You could call them whatever. But are you willing? I'll read that line again. Can you make mistake after mistake and then forgive yourself over and over again? To me, that is one of the greatest paths to pick. How will you make your way back to joy? How will you rediscover the simple and the radiant? What choices have you been making recently and are, and are they leading you towards me? Are they leading you towards joy? If I have appeared before you now, it means you must take a long, honest look at the choices you are making. Have you got yourself tangled up in a complex situation? How will you find the laughter in life from this place? Every decision you make either adds weight or gives you more freedom. Think about that line. Every decision that you make either adds weight or gives you more freedom. <sighs> will you listen to my message? What will it take for you to hear the laughter? Maybe also you simply need to look at your life in a new way. Why are you taking things so seriously, Mr. J, friends? Do you have to measure everything in terms of achievement and activity? What about simply sitting and dreaming? What about the joy of simply being? What about spending time with those you love, with family and friends? What about your love of travel and adventure? Do these things now. Make joy a priority. Give joy and you will hear my laughter. There is nothing better in this beautiful world than this. To laugh, to laugh helplessly like a child and to sit quietly with those you love in sadness and in joy just this just this joy of being <sighs> and there's a, there's a tiny little contemplation that I would like to to read out because this really floored me when I read this um, all about the kookaburra in every year there are reminders when something happens to us on an ordinary day and in that moment we suddenly come alive. We suddenly break out of the numbness and feel what's it like to be alive again. A wild spirit breaks out of us through the hard edges of our conditioning and all of a sudden there is sunlight inside our bodies. And then, sooner or later, it's gone. As swiftly as it came... We are back to the humdrum and the taxes and the shopping and the worrying and the thinking. 
just like to press pause here for a moment because this is real. We have these spurts in life, in ordinary life, where we feel alive, where we feel like, yes, that's my calling. That's it. That's the thing. And then we go back to the worry. We go back to the shopping. We go back to the thinking. We go back to the social media. We go back to the numbing and the humdrum of life. I'll continue. For more, for most people, this is life. A few bursts of sunlight amidst a generally grey backdrop. But we all know it doesn't have to be this way. That there have always been people in the world who live in a different way, in a fresh and vibrant way, whose lives are utterly original, spontaneous and dazzling, even amidst the mundane. We all know someone like this. How are they able to live like that? Of course, the answer is love. They must have found something or someone in life that they absolutely, utterly love. That is enough. That is the only requisite for life, to love something or someone. If you do not or cannot, then you are not really alive. When you find that thing or that person, my advice is to cling to it for dear life. Don't try and be all Buddhist and detached and safe. We have to hurl ourselves into love. This line coming up here is, is a cracker. If detachment arises, it will arise after we have been so burned that there is nothing left of us. Wisdom cannot be a goal. It can only arise after love has exploded. One more time for that last bit. Just encourage you to breathe in deeply. If you're, here, if you're still here, if you're listening, you know, if you come along for this ride, just breathe right now. Breathe into your nose, breathe into your belly, deeply breathe. And then exhale out. Just sigh all the way out. We have to hurl ourselves into love. If detachment arises, it will arise after we have been so burned that there is nothing left of us. Wisdom cannot be a goal. It can only arise after love has exploded. I mean, that, that, is, that is truly profound. Um, I think it's very easy you know, when choosing just uh, a conscious path and you know, choosing to do the work, choosing to connect with yourself on a deeper level, choosing to inquire, choosing to whatever the freak you want to call it. I mean, it's really easy just to practice or, and, and, and be so detached. You know, I'm good on my own and, you know, let's not get too attached to this. Let's not get too attached to that. And you never actually grip it. You never actually hold on to it. And, and for me, you know, talking about love like this, it's like, wow, imagine the kind of love that you just, you, you, you cling to it for dear life. Like it's so important to you that you would do absolutely anything for it. You would be anything for it. It is just life itself. It is true and utter love. And then the only way that detachment can arise if you've been so burned that there is nothing left. There's nothing left to give. There's nothing left to fight for. There's nothing. It's all over. And then that's where the wisdom, that's where the wisdom can occur. 
That's where the wisdom will arise after love has exploded. I mean, that to me is just one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life. Um, hey, I mean, if you've stuck through this so far, here are a few little key takeaways if you haven't got some for yourself just yet. One, where can you pause? Where can you actually just be okay with being and do nothing? Put your feet in the sand, get some sun, take a break and just do nothing. The second one is what if it was easy? And what if the path to purpose and to fulfillment was more joy? And then finally... What can you love? Who can you love for dear life? Uh, hey, uh, I hope you I hope you get something out of this. I hope you slow down a bit. I hope you follow the kookaburra's laugh. And the only way to actually get the kookaburra laughing is to, to experience joy in your life. So I hope you experience more joy and... Um, Yes, celebrate this wonderful life. Okay, peace and love. That's episode 18. Catch you on the flip. Bye. Already.